JM in the AM. And yet again, believe it or not, we are here in Ben Gurion Airport as hundreds of Olim have landed with Nefesh Benefesh and have just completed an amazing celebration here at the old terminal uh, in the uh, beautiful state of Israel. And the silence you hear in the background is the silence of guilt. That is my that is my accompanying silence that again we are we are making Aliyah, what I like to call a fake Aliyah at this point. And uh, anyway, whatever. Here we are. My name is Nachum Siegel, Miriam L. Wallach is here. I want to thank PC guy Paul Serkin, who has uh, really done a yeoman's job in getting us going here minutes after landing in Israel with this Nefesh Benefesh flight. We're in a little bit of a different position than we've been in past years. It's going to make Miriam's job of uh, securing some of our guests a little bit more difficult because they're probably going in that direction, and, and we'd prefer if they go in this direction. That's a um, good morning. Good morning. That is a nicer way of putting what I usually do, <laughs> otherwise known as wrangling. I don't know if they'll be. I don't know if you'll be able to tackle Natan Sharansky from this angle. That's true, but um, I can take him. Oh, and a special, special good morning to Matis Weingast, who again has been watching the video. <laughs> He saw us get off the bus from the uh, from the plane. And shout out. Yeah, he saw us get off the bus from the plane. Shout out. You're okay. I don't hear a thing. Shout I hear you okay, great. And a shout out to Jamie Turkel. Oh yeah, what's well, it? Jamie's staying up all night to watch us. Jamie, land in there you go. So thank you, Nachum Siegel Network, Jamie and staff members who are uh, thrilled that we are here representing all of them. The, did I mention that the silence in the background is the <laughs> silence of guilt? That again. We have made a fake aliyah that we are here on this journey, I, I, really for the third time. Because the fourth time we were already here in the airport, I think, when that happened, when we started the show. But really for the third time on a flight. Right. And it is an exhilarating feeling and an incredible, uh, wonderful opportunity to spend time with hundreds of people who are who are uh, watching their dream and experiencing their dream come true by making aliyah. Um and the success story, by the way, is right there on your right is Aaron Leibowitz, who yeah. made Aliyah a year ago, started working immediately for Nefesh Benefesh, and uh, is actually moving into a more long-term rental, a new house today. How do you like that? Yeah, Baruch A year Hashem. later. Right? And, and now he's officially a colleague of ours. Yes, standing and, there with a mic. And I am proud that he's a colleague of ours. He's I, a good guy. I've always been a fan of he's his. He's a good guy. And he does a great job. Yeah, and thank he, God. What I mean by colleague is he's doing the Nefesh Benefesh uh, video feed. A lot of you, I'm sure, uh, saw it last night. And enjoyed it. Uh, according to this, um, uh, 29 families, 75 children, 86 singles, and as you would suspect, 59 IDF soldiers make up uh, the 232 Olim who just landed with us heading to different areas of Israel. It is such an exhilarating and incredible experience when you get into this terminal and, I don't know, 1,500 people or so are greeting everybody in song and dance with flags and chauffeur and with beautiful signs it's and amazing. Per- personal, so I love the personal signs. <laughs> you know, hey, you know, uh, Rachel, you finally made it. <laughs> you finally made it. Shout oh. out to the Olim from Baltimore. That was a good sign. What did they say? It, it was a big sign that said, "Welcome to all the Olim from Baltimore." There you go. So everyone has their own rooting section exactly. here. Exactly. When they get to the airport. Except for us, as we humbly walk through the oh, crowd gosh. and say, "Please look past us. Please oh, look past gosh. us." Between the regular feeling of feeling so oh, guilty yeah. being with this group. And then, and then I have people coming over to offer Nikhuma Bailu, which, oh, which I was very, very thankful for, but it was like, really? Right. It was a very, it was a very, Pendulum. to say the least, a very different feeling. Um, anyways, so I thank you to everybody for all their, 
for all their kind words. A lot of people here that are not normally in Israel, meaning that uh, obviously this celebration that happens at the airport is composed mainly of people who are living here already, have made Aliyah before, right. are here. But, but here today in August, especially because so many folks are on vacation here in Israel, we actually uh, saw many dignitaries, wonderful people from the old neighborhood, people that we see back home, or I should say back in the U.S., uh, who are here to experience. And I wonder, I say to myself, why? I, I mean, some of them obviously are here to greet relatives and be part of the big celebration. But those who are here just to see it, I don't know, maybe they're trying to get the same hargashah, the same feeling and emotion that we get every time we come to Israel with this group. Well, our own Paul Serkin, PC guy, has come to another a number of these events even without us. That's true. Right? But remember, There's a Hakara Satov there you want to do for others. That the, exactly. Correct. But remember, he's living here already. I'm wondering about those who are on vacation here. Who or those are. people who take flights and then get trips back and then, you know, feel like garbage. Yeah, we could wonder about those people also. So that was interesting. Uh, this is, by the way, uh, one of the things that a lot of our listeners are not aware of, and we, to an extent, were not aware, we were not aware of this until this trip. Uh, there are trips, there are specific flights that are sponsored by families out there. We learned this, that today. And in this case, Bacha and Ben Klein, who I'm told are from Englewood, New Jersey, so a big shout-out to Englewood. Uh, are the ones who actually sponsored this flight. And they were there, rightfully so, in the VIP section, you know, just enjoying the entire experience and bringing everybody here themselves. They're responsible for bringing them, and they actually came with everybody to deliver them to the State of Israel. Must what be, a zchut. Must be an unbelievable feeling. And, of course, <laughs> of course, <laughs> people started conjecturing about going ahead and sponsoring their own flight with Nefesh Benefesh, which would be... Absolutely incredible. Well, yes, and having their names on the on the side of the plane, as you know, the Klein family, the Klein family uh, flight, also has to be oh gosh, such a gratifying moment. And if someone goes to our network page, it's on there or is on your page? Where um, can find that? It's right now on my page, but hopefully by the end of the show, it will be shared. Right. So hopefully, I'll repost it, and hopefully people will go share it. It, it literally, I mean, in addition to all of the. Uh, logos of the different sponsoring organizations, Nefesh Benefesh being the main one, but many other friends JNF, as well, JNF, right. FIDF, etc. You have there the name of the clients who are uh, sponsoring the flights. So that's pretty incredible. And by the way, Avi Levine did not mix up my passport with yours. How do you like that? That You know what? Because we look so much alike in the photographs. It's amazing. We just got our passports back. Part of this whole process of handing them in and then basically taking care. I could use them every time I come to Israel, you know? You know what's crazy is I was going to make a joke. Wow, that was the quickest passport control I've ever exactly. gone through. Exactly. Yes, could, Ben I and Batya Klein. There we go. There it is. Ben and Batya Klein. I'm going to post photo. that on our page. That's the photo. It's going up on the Nahum Siegel Network Facebook update page. You can find that on Facebook and enjoy all the social media um, uh, postings that are going on uh, surrounding this incredible flight. What's amazing is that we'll have special guests, obviously, and we'll speak to people who are affiliated with Nefesh Benefesh. What is amazing is we really, we really could just do this for three hours. Between the statistics, the stories, oh the people we met, a couple oh of word. interviews we got from the plane. Oh, a big shout-out to the Jacob family from New Milton, oh, New for Jersey, sure. who are now in Israel. Uh, we flew with them. We wanted to actually air their interview, but uh, they're, let's put it this way, they're a very enthusiastic <laughs> brood. They're a very enthusiastic group of youngsters, all of whom I think are boys, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they were they they were very um, how well, how shall we say <laughs> they weren't exactly uh, cooperative when it came well that's not right they weren't no. cooperative they, just, they were overexcited when we interviewed there their were father. a lot of Mike and Ike's involved there were yes there yes were. and they were seriously just excited about making Aliyah correct so, there we go but a big shout out to them and maybe we'll get Ovadia on later on or remember hopefully their right right now let me just explain before we go to the music what's happening 
as usual, a beautiful tech guest, a beautiful ceremony is going on with plenty of press, media, a lot of uh, dignitaries from the state of Israel, from the government, etc. And they are addressing the crowd and making special presentations and, you know, just welcoming everybody to the Holy Land. Those who have, who have finally made the decision, those who have uh, made the commitment, have now lived the dream and have completed this entire process so that the, the first day of the rest of their lives is here in the state of Israel. This is flight number... What did oh, we s- so according to this, it's flight number 54. Right. 54 trips. They've oh, they've taken over 45,000 Olim to Israel with Nefesh Benefesh, and I'm told that uh, the 50,000th will be a big celebration for, you know, for good reason, obviously. Right. And well, we hope to be included in that. And by the way, <laughs> did you notice... There's one item that makes it onto our trips, and make, maybe it's every Nefesh trip. There's one item that makes it onto every trip. Did you notice what that was? If you think back to the to the other journeys we've taken and things the, that. All right, if this is a if this well, is a trivia game, I didn't. I, I, can I phone a friend? Are you talking about stuff that we take? No. Okay. There's something that's always on the plane. It seems every time we go. And does it say for Torah? Yeah. And it's a safe there. It seems every time we go, Hello. Someone's, someone's bringing I don't get props. Yes, you get props, all right. Thank that was, you. That was a brilliant guess. Thank you. And a correct guess. Only because I also noticed the safe Torah coming off saying, wow, didn't Uri um, Polachowski? Polachowski. Polachowski, right. That was, that was during the summer. I think it was during the July one. That was during the first flight yeah, that we went on in July, July and uh, who's living in Mitzpah Yericho, who's... Uh, Facebook posts include the uh, real-time temperatures <laughs> in Mitzvah Yericho, which are quite Pretty toasty. Yes, but he was escorting the family safer tour last year, and I don't know the story about this one, but hopefully we'll be able to find that out. I'm sure Tani Kramer this has information. Has, you know about this? Well, I don't know the story, but it has a real history to it, I know. It comes from somewhere uh, exotic, if you know what I mean. Uh, not just a, uh, you know... That someone dedicated a tart is a history there. Okay. And I just don't remember reading it. Maybe it's in this book somewhere. This is our fourth flight. Well, fourth time we're here to greet everybody. I think third flight. Am I right or wrong? No, we did two flights last year. Right. This is our fourth, third but show. One of the flights last year. We did we not were do it here. We were in the airport. We, never, we were not. We were not on the August plane, right? Does that make sense? Oh, you know, Where's I don't Matis know anymore. Matis. probably sleeping. And no, I, he's not. I don't think so. Matis doesn't sleep. He would know. He keeps track of these things, doesn't he? He does. There's a whole chalkboard. That's why I think oh. that we were actually on flight number 50, flight number 51, then 52, we welcomed here. Do you remember, Paul? Remember, you, you were actually here already, set up to do the show with us, and then flight 54. Do you yeah. hear what's playing in the now, background? what is in the background? That's Idan Reichel. And Idan Reichel with his orchestra. Does this mean that the big surprise already took place? It's possible, and it also means I may have to ignore you for a couple minutes to go take pictures of you. We'll go to some music. Plenty more coming up. You are listening to JM in the AM live from Ben Gurion Airport in Israel, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. A special day as we are part of the big welcoming committee. As all these hundreds of Olim with Nefesh Benefesh have arrived in the Holy Land, you are listening to JM in the AM. To sing your praise, my heart to feel the joy. Let me have the gift for which I'm yearning. Another night in Israel. Desert flowers blooming in the spring. 
the grapes upon the vine. Let me walk the beaches in the moonlight. Let me fall in love in Israel. Shares from our souls. A time to mend, a time to gather stones, a time for peace in Israel. Let me hear the voice of bride and groom, of laughter in the sea. Answer the prayer. Of our children, so they need not fear in Israel.
Sam Glazer in Israel. We've got a lot of brand new folks in Israel right now. Miriam L. Wallach, tell everybody what they're listening to in the background. They are listening to Idan Reichel, the Idan Reichel Project. And, um, yeah, I'm being really mature by sitting here right now, i got to be honest with you. <laughs> I actually just posted, I tweeted out a picture of him playing live and wrote hashtag starstruck, which, as you know, for me, is an enormous thing as I am not impressed by anything. But, um, all right, all except, right. Except the good Sam did. Exactly, so. that's for sure. But let me tell you, first of all, the crowd is ridiculously enjoying it and it was a quote-unquote today's show moment this was one of the best as tani kramer just said to me this was one of the best kept secrets at nefesh Nefesh. they didn't let anybody know this was to surprise uh, um one of the chayalot i think who wrote about how um his music or their music i should say since it's a project Um, inspired her and motivated her to move to Israel. And, uh, yeah, yeah. He essentially was told that's because of him that she made Aliyah. Right. Which is unbelievable. Which is incredible. I mean, people who don't appreciate the power of music need to just remember for a second that music is so personal. Music hits home. It's and it's interesting because we've seen these celebrations before. Yes. Where the crowd is, you know, obviously exhausted from the flight and all that, <laughs> and don't always participate. But in this case, they're oh very, very into it. It's a concert. There's a party going on. And the flags are waving, yeah. and the signs are up, and everyone's living their Aliyah dream. By the way, we should, in all fairness, remind everybody in the audience how they can go ahead and pursue their Aliyah dreams. NBN.org.il. It's NBN.org.il. And, of course, 866-4-ALIYAH. 866, the number 4, and then A L I. Y A H. That is the uh, those are the two best methods of communication with Nefesh Benefesh to start your process to get to Israel. They've estimated, by the way, that Nefesh Benefesh couples yeah. who have moved to Israel or have met in Israel after they moved here, 4,500 babies born <gasps> to them at this point. 40 wow. It's a lot of kids. I'm thinking that uh, Rabbi Josh Fast needs to be Sandik a couple of times. And by the way, speaking of babies, what did the worker at Kennedy Airport say oh. just before everyone finished boarding the flight. what they say? You remember? <laughs> I the, sure do. I wrote it down because I didn't want to I didn't want to parse anybody else's words. The quote is Miriam L. Wallach. One second. I think uh, it's there, no? This no, is, right here. is that it? No, that's not it. Oh, that's a different quote. That's a quote by one of our um, Alright, so I have the quote. Okay, yeah, by the way, next time you set me up for that, like, well, give me a minute. <laughs> these are the most strollers I've ever seen. Let's in, have a round of applause. In my entire life. In my entire life. Right. They're the most strollers I've ever seen in my entire life. The worker right, that was at amazing. Kennedy Airport was very nice and gladly taking the strollers away from those who were walking on the plane right. and checking them through. She proudly proclaimed it's the most strollers I've ever seen. And I think she's the one who said this is a very happy flight. Am I right? I think she was the one who said that. Um... I didn't catch that if she did. Yeah, an observer, an observer there at the last minute. Uh, yeah, well, let me tell you something. If you just tell me the track number, I have it. I just oh, you do? Yeah, oh, okay. Just well, I don't know what I don't know what oh, okay. album you have. I have it off of Jerusalem Ridge. Uh, forget it then. Okay. So we'll you want me to play yeah, it? No, we'll do it later. Okay. Um, Little b- backstage talk here. Yeah. Idan Reichel Project in the background. Amazing. Oh, boy. People are so into it. It's uh, incredible. He's a rock star. He's what? legit a rock star. The I real. just said legit. He's legitimately a rock star. The, re- the real deal. 
I, I think that the last time I was this super excited for you for a musical guest was Amy Rottenberg backstage at the house concert. Ah. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's holy ground. Imagine to continue that. the so far metaphors. Imagine yeah, that. that was a pretty amazing moment. I tweeted that out. That um, as a person who's not easily impressed, standing with him and having that conversation, the three of us backstage was. I like how you cool. convince yourself you're not easily impressed. The um, hey, exactly. these mics are live. Exactly. Right. Look at the. By the way, just take a moment and just look at those flags blowing outside. Did you see what this techs looked like from the bus? Yes. Oh and, my god. And um, what was interesting to me, I mean, unfortunately, we're we've gotten good at these flights. Is yeah. that we're, a great, couple, we're great at fake aliyah? We're amazing. We're is there so a word like that? Faliyah? No, we're great. At, I call it fake aliyah. We're okay, so but now that has aliyah. to be a contraction. It's Falia. Anyway, um, the Olim were like, oh, we see a couple people over there. I'm like, right, wait till we turn the bus. Yes. And then they're like, wow, there are a lot of people. I said, you have no idea how deep that is. And then there are people There are people inside. I said, yes. Endless, endless number of people celebrating here. I saw her by Ryan. I saw her by Adler from TABC. Hmm. I saw Ellie Weber. Oh, you I did. Saw Doc- did you see anybody from Missouri so you can give Missouri a shout out uh, while we're here? Did I see anybody from Camp Missouri in Guilford, New York? Did I see anybody the great <laughs> Camp Missouri? I don't think so. I'm sure you did. Although they probably have had some Olim over the years. I'm sure they're there. watching the whole broadcast. I would assume so. I imagine. Great people up there. There's Camp nothing Missouri. they don't do perfectly. <laughs> Baruch Hashem. <laughs> oh, this is going to make the rounds. Okay. Uh, yeah, here it is. I've never seen, you wrote it here. I've never seen this many strollers in my see, life. See, I gave you the notes. And, That's why I didn't have the quote. And Ben and Bacha Klein, they're the ones who this plane. You can actually get in touch with Nevis Benefesh and actually sponsor a plane, believe it or not. Your name could be on the plane next summer. Can you as, imagine? As the one who, uh, or as the couple or as the family that has gone ahead and sponsored uh, the entire flight, which is just incredible. To be that person who is responsible for, those people who are responsible for bringing an entire plane load of OLAM. It's really quite amazing. And we should also mention, by the way, that obviously because of the difference of this summer versus last summer, this trip had a different tenor. Uh, the celebration in JFK was downstairs versus upstairs, which is as a result. Oh, Bowie. I mean, this Great song. song. Oh, ridiculous. Great song. I gotta yeah, you're welcome. I'm not singing it to the mic. I got to lay off the live music, but that's a great song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not funny. We're not making fun. No, no, it's not funny. Um, they still haven't played my favorite, but that's okay. That's okay. Maybe we'll get Your to it in our broadcast. Your favorite is an obscure song. It uh, is. Chaim Pshutim. Yeah. Hey, let me take this opportunity to thank our chief engineer, ZK. Yes, sir. To thank PC Guy, who's here. He's going to be visiting us in the studio in the United States, by the way. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he'll be visiting us. We'll get into all the details. About Reverse his- commute for PC Guy. Well, he'll have a chance to tell us why he... Not only what he does, not only how he lives here and his children are here, but what he does here is he's able to continue living right. here. So he'll do that for us. Uh, I want to thank Stan, who's in our studio, and as you mentioned, uh, Jamie Turkel, uh, and a special shout out to Matis Wine Guest, who probably stayed up for the entire video feed of what you're watching, of what they were watching earlier this morning, and is probably with us right now, tuned into JM in the AM. Big thank you to Travel Cell. They yes. make sure that we're able to communicate with everybody back. In the United States. A big thank you to our friend Alex Herman and the entire staff of the Inbal Hotel in Yerushalayim. And you said we have to give a big shout out to our friends at Traveler's Choice who are very helpful. Absolutely. Let me tell you, and I personally came back from vacation and they, Zavora Lifer was super helpful, gave me great advice, took care of some. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't realize, go, I didn't go. realize you're back. Hi. I didn't realize you're back. I thought this was like a stopover. This is our in first the middle, opportunity. In the middle of this month, I shouldn't say that because you were. 
nice enough to fill in during sugar weeks. So I got to be careful. Uh huh. I got to be very careful about this prolonged vacation, which did eventually end at some point. Yes. But anyway, they were very helpful to you. They were very helpful to me. And by the way, our listeners should appreciate the fact that this is our first time on the air together since before I went away. Correct. Yes, so right. there's fresh... Why, why people should appreciate that, I have no There's idea. fresh snark we haven't used in a while. There you go. Fantastic. And we waited for Israel for it to happen. Baruch Hashem. All right. JM and the AM, thanks for tuning in. It's a Tuesday morning broadcast. We are doing this, of course, as a pre-record from Ben Gurion Airport. We are living the dream, as the sign says on the video. We are living on our video. And don't forget, you go to NahumSiegel.com and see the video of everything that's going on right now as we speak. 6.30 in the morning on a Tuesday. We're in Israel, and this is JM in the AM. I've seen strangers raising flags, seen you dressed in nation rags. Seen them all turn around Just like you I hold my ground But I stand quiet, I stand still Like a rock throughout the ages I'm just a stone from your home I'm Jerusalem stone
up twice, but I'll rise once more. Made of stone, I don't cry no more. Etched your name upon my spine, way before this thing called time. I've felt twice, but I'll rise once more. Made of stone, I don't cry no
The Maccabees with home here at JM and the M. You know, we could put Mark Rosenberg and Avi Levine on together and make this a real party here at the uh, JM and the AM Nefesh Benefesh uh, celebration, but we'll see. We'll see if we need to do that. Avi Levine is here. He's Director of Creative Services. My gosh, what a title here at Nefesh Benefesh. Oh, Mark Rosenberg is joining us. Sometimes I have a good idea. And he's the Director of Pre-Aliyah here at Nefesh Benefesh. Mazal tov to both of you. You know, you both have, we have their mics on? I don't think so. You know, you both have a role in now 45,000 people having moved to Israel. Oh, that's a big Swiss for all of us. Anything sentimental about that, or it's all in a day's work, so to speak? Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, thankfully, uh, as Rabbi Fass said, he gets emotional at every flight, so have I. I've been here since the beginning, um, and uh, literally I've, I've cried at every single landing, and uh, it, every flight has its own personality, every flight has its own unique uh, spirit, and uh, it's really been emotional uh, and an amazing uh, Swiss to be a part of. I imagine that with Olim and guests, you processed about 250 passports on this flight, somewhere around there. 200, and, well, 242 Whatever. besides the Israeli ones we put ah. through a different process. And that's uh, that's old hat for you at this point, right? That's, well, not, that's not near the record, right? That is, uh, no, because this was a 777. We've done right. a 747, which has about 100 more people. Um, usually we finish by London. This time we finish about halfway through the Atlantic, so we finish right. a lot earlier. Uh, this is a joke for you. You're able to actually get some rest on the flight. <laughs> yes, much, much rest. <laughs> he doesn't want to deny my... <laughs> Uh, my uh, assumption that he rested on the flight. Uh, what's interesting is that um, the, I mean, look, we've talked about this for years, how this process of what happens on the plane has been streamlined to the yep. most incredible, but it's emblematic, though. It's important to focus on it. So it's really emblematic of how the whole Aliyah process has become so streamlined over the years, what Nefesh Benefesh essentially has been most well-known for. Well, that's uh, that's one of our, our mantras, one of our missions is to uh, enable the Aliyah to hit the ground running. And uh, what, every year we were looking at the whatever the problems were and what, sol- what how we can solve them moving forward. And every year we try to come up with a new uh, patent, as we say. In Speaking with Avi Levine and Mark Rosenberg. Mark? Great. I just want to say that Avi is very humble. But I think that one of the conversations that we have in our office, that it, it's almost becoming seemingly too easy that we have to explain it. We have to we have to reapproach how we explain it because right. we've we've changed so much we don't appreciate all of the bureaucracy all the hurdles that people had to go through all of the waiting so when we every year update the documents of you know how to open up your bank account we, we we're already at you know QRS and we we forget that we went to A to Q to change it so we have to explain to people that it used to be like this okay and now it's like this people come here and like they don't know this airport or terminal anymore I I arrived at this this airport when I made LA thirteen years ago. Um, and they just think you just get off the sleeve, and it's just processing, and there's this room. But it's p- part of it's teaching the history, but also um, keeping the evolution happening, making sure that it's even getting easier for each person. Right. Well, is one of the aspects, uh, if I get what you're saying, is one of the aspects that people simply don't believe that it's that easy? And part of the education is explaining to them that this is a much more simple step-by-step process than you're probably thinking it is? It is. I think the story that people hear is often the stories that molded them a long time ago, right. is um, how hard it was, how, I mean, customer service is coming to to Israel. It is getting easier, but they still remember those stories, those bad experiences they had, or they heard about their family that made it out in the 80s or in the 90s. 
Um, and part of the reason we invest in these, in these webcasts is, first of all, to celebrate this amazing moment that 232 people have started their new lives in Israel, but also to teach that the, the, the look is different. It's in full color. It's as if you watched you know, an old Disney movie in black and white, and suddenly it's technicolor. Right. And I think that's one of the challenges specifically for Avi on the creative services side and our website and everything we do is, is not just to bring color to it, but sound, video, emotion. And so people understand that it's, it's not the stories of the past. It's not the, you know, getting off the ship and, you know, and... <laughs> and you know, walking to your home. <laughs> right. You know. well, it, it's just a small example. So my wife's family just celebrated 29 years in Israel, wow. and they lived in America Klitah for the first year, which was wonderful. And it still is an option for people to take advantage of have that housing. But most people are able to secure housing and, and begin to choose. They've chosen their schools, and they, they, have, a, they have leads on jobs. And I think that's... We, we take that for granted, Absolutely. and we have to always be mindful that this is something that is actually very possible. Mark Rosenberg. Avi Levine, can you compare, because you're pre-Aliyah, can you compare pre-Aliyah from January to June of last year when, when things got very difficult, you know, over the summer? I'm sure there were a lot of people who were, you know, had a lot of questions and were wondering about how things would go, etc. And then compare it to this year, a more normal year, I guess you'd call it, where essentially, you know, those who, who had plans, there was nothing that seemed to be either a roadblock or any type of, you know, hurdle actually carrying through that plan? Uh, it's a great question. I actually just met someone recently and said there's two types of people that land in Ben Gurion Airport. Those who take a breath and don't breathe until they leave and those who just start breathing and they don't stop breathing until they get here. And I think the people that you see that were planning last year and just building up after the summer and the red alerts on their phones going right. off with all the warnings during the Operation Tsuketan, I think there was a lot more of people holding their breaths, you know, is making super sure that this is right and it was harder to say goodbye because there was just existential worries. And whereas this year we just saw there's a lot more easy breathing, people were just flowing through the system, asking the normal questions. And I think that that was the subtle difference that people who are coming and people who are interested and people who are coming to our events and our webinars and everything that we're doing online and, and, and in person, they are, they've walked through this interest. I, mean, I have an intent to do it. Um, a lot of those other people are glued to the news, the headlines. They're, they're, they're holding their breath because they have the concern. The people in this room behind me, they are breathing new breaths, and they're, they're not going to stop breathing because they're just so excited to be here. Does every summer have its challenge? And the only thing I can think of with this summer is, you know, Iran is in the news, and there are you know, people who may be wondering about, you know, what's going to happen with that whole area of political and uh, uh, you know, political life and negotiation in Israel. I mean, does any of that come into conversation, or it's only a summer like last summer when obviously there was really an acute uh, situation going on where it affects people's plans at the last minute? I think for, I think for a lot of people that solidifies their their uh, commitment to coming. Right. Um, if if uh, it only it only proves that that Israel is something important. If, if it's making such waves in the, in the headlines, and, and, and I think it actually hits home more powerfully for people to say, hey, you know what, I got, I got to, my, 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 my lot is with them. My lot is with us. My mom calls up every now and then, and she says that people are asking me, you know, wh- what do I think about Iran? <laughs> and because and, we, when we talk on the phone, we talk about the kids, we talk about the weather, we talk about, you know, current events that are happening in our neighborhood with our schools, our community. 
Um, but we don't talk about these headline issues. So what's interesting is also the Prime Minister hasn't called to update me. Has he updated you? Not, not yet, not yet. I'm, I'm waiting. Yeah, what's that? We have a WhatsApp group. So what, what, what really happens is I think the, pe- again, the people behind, the people in this room, are, and a lot of your listeners here are tuned into the real life of Israel, their families and friends, and they realize that there are these big political things moving and people should write petitions and we should be, and, and do the important things to, you know, to secure our democracy and secure our borders. Those are really important. But on the everyday level, and that's the beauty of this thing. I, know, I, I don't know what street you live on, Nachum. FDR Drive. You live on FDR Drive. No, I live on Eliezer Agadol Street. What street do you live on, Avi? Elonem Amre. Okay, Elonem Amre. So part of it is that that excitement that we have is that everyday life. And I think that those people, the people behind us, are, are they, they've, they're, be, they're under the news, the newswire. So we have had challenge, we've had internal challenges every summer. Logistic, logistic, there was a strike two years ago with the Ford Ministry, which was difficult for us. Um, we always have our, our, our curveballs, um, right. but we're ready. They shut the luggage carousel down in this terminal a couple of years ago. We had to come up with new, a new way to make, organize the luggage. Um, I'll just say that uh, I actually I was on vacation with my family in, in the States uh, two weeks ago, and I flew back through uh, a, a, a Russian uh, airline, um, and there was a, a couple ahead of me on on the on the, a Jewish couple ahead of me who was going as tourists to Russia, and they turned to me and they said, uh, "Is Israel safe now?" And I said, "Well, it's interesting because I was just in uh, in a Jewish community for for Shabbat, and uh, my daughter turned to me and said, "Hey, Abba, look." Uncle, Uncle uh, Alana and Uncle Bruce have to lock their doors at night in Teaneck. <laughs> and, and while we also lock our doors, don't worry, um, <laughs> but my kids are not afraid to, to walk to a friend's house in the evening, um, and we had to walk you know, family members back to where they were staying. Uh, because they were, they were they were they were nervous. Yeah, People believe me, nervous. we get it. Believe me, um, we get it. You know, so uh, it's a little different. You yeah. know, we're not feeling the same angst that way. Boy, oh boy, every excuse I have for not moving to Israel, <laughs> these guys just shoot down in a minute. Uh, Mark Rosenberg, Avi Levine. Mark mentioned uh, creative services and different things you do to keep things quote unquote in color and up front. Uh, is there anything that would shock me? We know the the webcasts have been very successful. The webinars, I think, have been as well. Was there anything that you implemented where you really weren't sure that this would draw a crowd, and you're surprised that you know people gravitated to it the way they did? Um, surprised? No. I, I think I think what's, what what we're seeing is is the the, the sort of the bread and butter things that uh, that everybody needs to know about communities. Uh, our community profile, uh, that section on our website, which has over 100, I think, 70 communities profiles now. Um, people are interested in education, obviously employment. The, all the articles we have, right. we have over 1,300 articles on our, on our site, and uh, and the the it's really the bread and butter things that that uh, you know the the practical life. Um, how do I do this? How do I do that? Getting the knowledge in their hands, in in not an overwhelming way that 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 people I think are gravitating towards. Uh, we try to be inspirational. We we, we send out uh, public, uh, human interest stories. Also, those are getting a lot of hits. And those are getting. Bonet Sion has been helpful. Bonet Sion has been tr- tremendous. Right. Tremendous. Um, I, I, I just want to add on. I think that for me, one of the surprises that has, has been um, a secret Facebook group. Um, our Facebook group has great content. I enjoy everyone to like us. You'll see some great stories. Um, we've really put a lot of energy, especially into our hashtag Live Love Israel, and getting people to share these moments, um, like today but throughout the year. But we actually have a secret group for people who are interested in making Aliyah in the next 18 months. It's a private group. It's a secret group so people can ask questions about and get recommendations, and they don't have to worry about their parents or their neighbors or their bosses <laughs> or employers. And it's amazing. And we invite, we invite some veterans, Aliyah, recent people to, to share advice. 
but it's a tremendously supportive network that people share the most amazing, you know, those only in Israel moments. Someone just asked, someone just posted a story about their daughter asked what the Rakevet Kala was in Jerusalem. Is, is it a train for brides? <laughs> so, so you see people asking questions about shippers. You see people just asking. Just to explain. Hey, what, is light rail. what is it? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, to me, that was one of the big, I think, surprises of last summer that we, we launched it to, to try and give. And that's just one of the changes that happened. People are, people are finding more information on it, and they're looking to us, to Nefesh Benefesh, and our, and our, and our webs, webinars and our, and, our, and our website for information. See, I don't know if that was, I'm sorry for interrupting, I, I don't know if that was in the original plan to be an advisor, that the organization be an advisor for communities to go to, and obviously employment help was always in the plan, but that, the, that you've highlighted so many communities and people have learned the places they could go to and enjoy, and you know, in, in the old days when they would consider moving to Israel, they probably had one or two in mind and felt they didn't fit in, didn't know much about others. You guys, according to this, have sent people to 183 communities throughout Israel. We're talking about a very different, you know, the whole spectrum is represented. It's true. It's true. I was going to say that um, it's true because I think that the part of the wane, and I, I, Avi really has been here from the start, and I, I'm, I'm just, this is my seventh summer. Um, you, you see that people, people, there are people who are attracted to the big places, the famous places, and then you see more and more people who are looking to go to, uh, you know, periphery or new start options. People are asking, what's the next Yad Bin Yamin? Or right. I, you see that some people, younger, younger couples, I just met with a, a, a YU family with one kid who's saying, listen, we know we're coming, we're looking for a place that we can invest in, that we know in five years is going to be, you know, is going to be Modin, is the place. So you people, you see people looking for that advice. Whereas, and I think it's interesting, we see lots of questions about Beit Shemesh and Modi'in. Is now they're just talking to people in Beit Shemesh and Modi'in, and we are working really, uh, especially on the periphery, to help people um, get those resources. But you have people that are coming out saying, "Hey, I want to help people in Modi'in. I, I want to help people in Beit Sheva." And I think that a lot of this day and age, people are trusting the um, chip advisor mode. They, they want to hear people who are living there say what the schools are like, not the paper Aliyah professionals. Right. Right. Of course not. They, the people on the spot know a lot more, yeah. don't they? Avi, you want to add something? Yeah, just that, uh, as you see on the flights, the, the, we, you know, our, our olim represent the full spectrum of, of the Jewish community, uh, in, in religiously, religiously, religiously uh, age-wise, and, and really I think that's what we're, we're seeing reflected in the communities that are being, uh, you know, that, that they're spreading out to. I had a uh, list. Here it is. The youngest olim on this flight, four months old. Not unusual for you guys, right? I think usually it's around that age on the big flights, right? Oh, oldest olim, 79. You've broken that record many, many times. Yes. 12 medical professionals. Oh, that's good to know. There were 12 doctors on the flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, according to your statistics, two couples that are both PhDs. So you have an academic uh, spectrum in addition to what you said, political and religious spectrum. So. Absolutely. There's a brain gain. That, uh, many people have probably heard this before, or perhaps I mentioned it, is that uh, many of the, because of the Russian, uh, Russian Aliyah in the 90s, a lot of doctors and right. PhDs came, and now they are retiring. So right. there's a great need for people who have specialties, and I think it's a great opportunity to, get, to give recognition to the hard work that Nefesh Benefesh does is to help in the licensing process and to help place people for jobs. It is difficult, but go government agencies are turning to us saying, oh, we really need someone here, we need someone there, and therefore we are actually working to help, I don't want to use the word recruit, but we're really to, place. to amplify what's happening and then to ease people's practices. You have these board certified doctors who say, I want to come to Israel, and they used to be put through the ringer, and they wouldn't work for almost 18 months. Right. or 12 months, and that's hard. It's hard on just your work ethic and what you feel, and you have that desire to live here, but you, you feel professionally unfulfilled. We, we, were, we arranged uh, this past year, and I think that was the second or third time we did it, uh, the pre-licensing exam for dentists. Uh, actually took place in America. They took it in we the had, U.S. Yeah, Ms. Ryder Brewer representatives came, and they actually proctored a test in New York City for uh, Olim dentists to be, uh, 
Olim to be dentists um, uh, to already start the process for the licensing before they arrived. The quintessential red tape cutters, Nefesh Benefesh. Pretty amazing. I thank Avi Levine, Director of Creative Services, Mark Rosenberg, Director of Pre-Aliyah, 8664-Aliyah. This is the perfect time for people to be inspired and for people to follow up on their own Aliyah dream. Again, it's 8664-Aliyah, and of course the website, nbn.org.al. Mazal tov to both of you gentlemen for the 54th time. Thank you so much. Mazal tov. Mazal tov to Am Yisrael. There you go. Amen. It is a big Mazal tov for Am Yisrael. More music coming up, plenty more from Ben Gurion Airport. It's a Nefesh Benefesh Tuesday, and you're listening to JM in the AM.
There we go. That, that's Benny Friedman, of course. Ready to wrap up our first hour here with Nevis Ben Nevis. We are in Ben Gurion Airport. Rachel Berger, a wonderful friend of ours, is director of employment for Nevis Ben Nevis. She has seen many, many wonderful success stories. And to you, Rachel Berger, like I said to some of your colleagues earlier, Mazal Tov on this uh, 54th Aliyah flight. Thank you so much. We got Rachel there? There we go. You're director of post Aliyah and employment, I should say. Right. Post Aliyah, my gosh. People get to Israel, time to start their lives, huh? This is really day one of the rest of their lives, the this people who are in Israel right now. This is day one. What advice do you give people who are facing day one and have just landed on this plane? Land, get settled. We're here for you. Our team calls you. Our, te- our team has programming for you. As a matter of fact, this evening, we're going to the zoo. Not this evening, tomorrow evening, we're going to the zoo. Very nice. So um, we have activities constantly throughout the summer and throughout the year for our Olim, whether they are content-based seminars, whether they are activities, to get them integrated into the Israeli uh, world, and we're here for them every step of the way. You know, you and I have discussed employment for those who want to move to Israel very often, obviously. We've done this many times, and uh, you give good advice and tell people how they can be helped, etc. What about the employment scene in general in Israel? I mean, we know what things are like in the U.S. and uh, how we continue to experience, uh, in some ways, relatively relative unemployment problems. What's happening in Israel in general? So the market here is really, it's hot. In other words, I've lived here through depressions. I've lived here through times when there really weren't a lot of jobs. There are a lot of jobs. And it's not only that there are a lot of jobs, but I want you to know, Nachum, when I last spoke to you, we were, and we still are, seen as the English language placement solution for many companies. And we had about 2,400 companies in our database. Today, we have 3,075 companies. And we post on our Facebook job board and our LinkedIn job board about 40 jobs a day. And we do placements all the time. And if you're an English speaker and you're good at writing or at sales, there really are a lot of positions. And obviously, everybody who comes with a profession that they've trained for, Israel needs them. All right, no question about it. Uh, Rachel Berger is with us. The retention rate, uh, which is over 90% of the uh, 45,000 Olim that have come to Israel with Nefesh Benefesh. So obviously, you know, family adjusting is part of it, and there are other factors as well. You can't overstate how important employment is in that entire equation. 
A hundred percent. And it's not only employment because you want to find a job. You also want to build a career. A career is part of a person's identity. And we have found people finding all kinds of employment slash parnasa slash um, personal development, you know, in terms of career solutions that have been really amazing, just amazing, from aeronautical engineers to IT guys that opened up, she puts, pro, you know, uh, companies that now have five people working for them, to guys that we placed when they first came here in a high-tech startup who started their own high-tech startup from Microsoft and employed ten people. And they say, the gift Israel gave to me, my wife, two kids, and companies, is as does it happen to everybody? Obviously not. But the thing is, is that it happens to people who are amazed at the opportunities they can tap into here. It is amazing. Rachel Berger is here. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Her listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Well, what's happening now here? I always remember people going the other way. What's going on now? Okay, because the um, area here is going under renovation, they're going upstairs to Misrata Klita. Well, they will be processed, all the processing done right now, so they don't have to do the wait that people did when they made Aliyah 20, 25 years ago. And within a few hours, they'll have everything they need. What do you think when you see people in T-shirts that say Olim Latzal? How do you feel when you see that? It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing for them, and it's amazing for us. It's amazing for them because they're signing into their Jewish identity and being part of the Jewish people. It's an amazing gift for us to know that we share this with them. It is pretty incredible. And I'm always amazed how many people from around the United States just decide at some point to join the Israeli army or Sherut Lumi or do something that really helps in the front lines when it comes to service to the state of Israel. When someone today starts their application process or contacts you for the first time, you meaning the organization for the first time, about their own aliyah, are they thinking employment already on day one? Is that already part of their... Some people are. We have a pre-aliyah employment uh, person, and she is in contact uh, with new Olim and potential Olim. We will talk to people two years before, five years before. We will give them the lowdown on what they need to do in order to plan their aliyah. And uh, we have Skype programs uh, every once a month on Sunday. We have people who book meetings. And we go to America once a month also talking to people about employment opportunities. We plan your career in Israel so that when you land, you know what you're doing. Boy, how did you become the expert in this? Who knows? <laughs> it just happened, huh? <laughs> Rachel Berger, everybody. She directs post-Aliyah employment in Israel. You know you can reach her. It's very simple, 8664-Aliyah, or go to the website nbn.org.il. Mazal Tov to you on this 54th Thank flight. you. Thank you so much. Mazal Tov to us all. Amen. As someone said earlier, Mazal Tov to Am Yisrael. Amen. Uh, we're here in the, in the Ben Gurion Airport in Israel. You know what happened today, everybody? The latest 230-some Olim of the 45,000 Olim that Nefesh and Nefesh has brought to, uh, uh, to Israel have arrived today uh, representing in Israel 183 communities. They've already reached a total of 5,000 5, or less soldiers. We just mentioned some of the soldiers that are walking around here wearing their, their uh, uh, Ali Al-Latzahal shirts. They've gone ahead and um, joined uh, 5,000 others who are here in Israel already, courtesy of Nefesh Ben Nefesh, 
through the uh, Lone Soldier program and, of course, this partnership with JNF, FIDF, etc. We have more coming up on a very special Tuesday. We're here all week. Well, I shouldn't say all week, but we are here uh, tomorrow on a Wednesday, JMNAM, from the Efrat Medical Center. We'll be broadcasting with our friends from One Israel Fund and Ateret Karnim. That's going to be happening uh, tomorrow, then uh, back in our studio later in the week right here at JM in the AM. Miriam Wallach seems that she has found some uh, very special guests who are joining us here for this uh, next segment. Uh, we have the Shapiros from Muncie, New York. The Shapiros, are these new Olin, the Shapiros from Muncie, New York? Unbelievable, that's right. They were, they were there. They were there. Very well behaved on the plane, I must say. Really wonderful people. Let's set the Shapiros up for a little conversation here so we can find out why on earth they decided to move to Israel. We, did, we decided to move to Israel because it was a dream. How it was long a dream have you had fulfilled. this dream? All our lives. At least I have all my life. My parents made Aliyah in 1968. My children made Aliyah 18 years ago wow. and living in Yerushalayim. And... Uh, we decided if we didn't do it now, it wasn't going to happen, and now was the right time. My husband just retired, and we said now we, we can fulfill the dream. Where are you going to be living in this wonderful country? Yerushalayim. Oh, very nice. That's, yeah. a, that's a good place. I think so. <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> and Mr. Shapiro, and, bo- and both Mr. and Mrs. Shapiro are wearing shirts that say you don't get this view in Muncie. That is now, correct. Now, I'm told Muncie's a pretty nice area. What do you it's, mean by that? <laughs> it's, it's very nice, but it's different. Right. Fortunately, our children... Uh, got organized and bought shirts for <laughs> everybody in the whole garage, family, so we could recognize them instantaneously as we came off the tarmac and got on the bus and came into the hall, and they were waiting for us outside, and they were good enough to schlep the bags, and uh, they did their job. They did their job. A couple of them came from America just to be, wait to be here at the plane. One is leaving tonight. One aside, <laughs> just to wait us. aside from. It's not, never too late to move to Israel. What, yeah. other, what other messages do you have for people based on your experience? The reason we moved is last year during the war, we woke up one day and said we're living in the wrong country. Okay, I can't give you a better message than that other than to say that I, I just knew that I needed to be in Israel to support the soldiers. Well, I, my support in America means nothing. Wow. Uh, the silence you hear is the guilt <laughs> of that. Uh, we had the experience. We were on an El Al flight the night the Not Scud we. War. Oh, we were. The we were on an El Al flight the night the Scud War broke out. 1991? Yes. Right. And the offer was made that if you wanted to get off the plane, you could get off the plane without a penalty. We so didn't. Two-thirds of the people got off the plane, and we traveled with our children. And we stayed on the plane to give them the message that they should know who they are, all right? And if you do these kind of things, your children get the message. And there's some continuity in terms of... Values. You already have in our family, we have three generations who've made Aliyah. Well, more could you ask for, huh? And I can tell you one other thing is that in 1970, I was on an LR plane that was hijacked. You were on that plane? I was on that plane where they killed one of the hijackers and they captured Lila Khaled. I was on the hijack on the plane with two of my children, a five year old and a six month six old. month old. And I was just, you know, I mean we have been so involved with so many things in Israel that we felt like we, we are Israelis whether we had made Aliyah or not. So 
we had my Galia. Brochim habayim. What an honor! What an honor to meet you both. Thank you very much, Nachum. And thank you for joining us today. Thank the you. The Shapiros are from Muncie, New York, and now they are from Jerusalem. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. Kol Tov. We have to see you in Yerushalayim. JM in the AM on this Tuesday with Nefesh Benefesh. We are in Ben Gurion Airport and we are uh, already experiencing, as you can imagine, a very, very emotional uh, morning here on a Tuesday at JM in the AM. We'll do this. Another one from the Maccabees. Come back with more at JM in the AM.
comes from the Maccabees. Achenu, we're celebrating Jewish unity. We're celebrating Israel. We're celebrating Aliyah. We are celebrating this incredible day, the 54th Aliyah flight of Nefesh Benefesh. Sam Cohen of Woodmere is an Ole Chadash. Mazal Tov to you. Thank you so much. How does it feel? Unbelievable. Like it's really unreal. And um, you are going. Uh, you're going straight to the Israeli army? How does it work? So I'm going to be in yeshiva for a little bit, and then I'm going to the army. Uh, how did you arrive at this decision? After all, you are a uh, Jewish young man from Woodmere, New York, right? Mm-hmm. How did you arrive at this decision? Well, when I was uh, 11, me and my family moved to Israel for the year. We lived in Renana, and ever since then, this was something that was happening. Because of an experience back then? Changed my life. And did you stay in touch with Israel between the age of 11 and now? Like, yeah, so in I've, what way? we have a lot of family here. I've been back and forth a few times. I went to uh, camp here for a few summers. I went on Machach Barat, and I uh, went on went to Machnes Luchot. And um, I have friends here. I have family here, and You're my heart is here. What was the flight like for you? The flight was unbelievable. It was just a ton of people all with the same goal, the same mindset, doing the same thing. The unity, the actors on the flight was unbelievable. It was just a really incredible experience. And you met a lot of soldiers that obviously you did not know beforehand. Yeah, I met a ton of people who are either doing things that I may be doing, I'm not sure about, so it was really great talking to them. And it was I really got to help kind of view my options in a different way, you know, speaking to people who either have done what I'm thinking about doing or who are doing what I'm thinking about doing and who are making the same decisions as me. Is there any fear, trepidation, hesitation? Is there any... Anything, I mean, I don't want to use, even use the word negative, because I know there's nothing negative about it, but is there anything that goes through your mind that just, you know, questions this whole thing? I mean, of course. It's it's really scary. But at the end of the day, there's so much outweighing that, that it's not something that's even on your mind when you're here. It's overwhelming the on the other side, huh? What would you say to a young person listening right now who has this, uh, you know, seedling of a dream to do what you're doing? If If you want to do it, make it happen. Simple One step at a time. So you're really living the dream already. Yeah. You're just here a couple hours, and you're already mm-hmm. living the dream. What's it's your schedule today? What are you doing today? So I'll be here for a couple hours right. probably, and then I'm going to Yeshiva. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. And they're all started already over there? The yeah, area? they started a few days ago. Very nice. What an honor to meet you. We like interviewing heroes of Israel here. We like doing that. Say it again. Oh, your older brother's actually in the Army or was? So he is drafting in November. He was supposed to draft in August, but he got shin splints, so he pushed it off. Right, and uh, same thing, had a dream, young kid, mm-hmm. decided to move to Israel. Yep. And you had a parallel path mm-hmm. to him. I mean, I really should be thanking my parents, you know. They they brought us up with these values. They brought us to Israel the first time. Mom, Dad, I love you. Where are they? They're in uh, New York watching the live stream. Were they at JFK? Of course they were at JFK. What were their final words to you? <laughs> I love you. I'll miss you. Can't wait to see you soon. Because, you know, uh, we've had people that we've spoken to on the air who, you know, o- always wanted to uh, impart on their children's Zionist values, but they weren't quite sure they wanted to impart that much of a Zionist value on them that they'd head to the army, but they're cool with the whole idea. Baruch Hashem, yeah, my parents are extremely supportive. They're really the best parents I could ask for. Wow. I love you guys, if you're listening to this. What a uh, what an honor to meet you. Thank you. And call it Kavod, a mazel tov to you. Thank you very much. Sam Cohen of Woodmere, Olim Latzahal is what the T-shirt says for the recent Olim, uh, who are heading uh, directly or in some way to the Israeli army in the very near future. And he's one of them. And we say, Kala Kavod. We're with Nefesh Benefesh. We're in Ben Gurion Airport. The ceremony has been uh, an amazing one. The celebration has been an incredible one. 
as usual. And uh, today we're celebrating the 54th Aliyah trip with Nevis Benevish. Over 45,000 people have moved to Israel over the last 13 years because of their amazing work. More coming up. You're listening to a Tuesday at JM in the AM.
here at JM in the AM. We're at the big celebration. No other way to put it. Big Mazal Tov wish going out to everybody who has uh, moved to Israel today. One of the people responsible for it is Tani Kramer, Associate Manager, PR and Communications for the Nefesh Benefesh organization. Mazal Tov to you. Thank you, thank you. Out of the 54 flights, how many have you uh, been associated with? I'd say between 10 to 12. A good number. Nice number. You're responsible for probably about, I don't know, five, ten thousand people moving to Israel. <laughs> if you want to put it that way. <laughs> I think everybody has a hand in this incredible uh, achievement, frankly. That's the way I look at it. Anyway, I got to tell you and I got to thank you. You are, uh, you're always this for us. You're always an incredible resource for us. And it's a pleasure working with you, to say the least. And please remind me to tell this to anybody who might, uh, <laughs> be responsible. We'll for talk when we're not on the air. <laughs> but, uh, but every time it just seems to get easier and easier, and uh, we uh, we are on the same wavelength uh, more and more. Anyway, forty-five thousand olim 
183 communities throughout all of Israel, 5,000 5, or less soldiers. With everything that goes on, it, it seems that it, it's amazing how the soldier aspect, the mm-hmm. olim latzahal, uh, you know, we are making Aliyah to go to the Israeli army, whatever the circumstances might be for each individual uh, lone soldier. It, it seems like that is always the big story. It's always something everybody gravitates to. I think understandably so. People are leaving, you know, they're growing up in the, in the U.S., living the life that everybody, the it's, you know, the regular track. You go to school, you go to high school, and you start college, and you start your life. And they're finishing high school and leaving everything, moving away from their family to serve and defend the Jewish country. Or they even have some olim that went to college, graduated, who have NYU graduate on the on the flight, um, and who just graduated and left everything instead of starting a new job, starting a great career in the, in the U.S. to come to serve in the IDF. Uh, you look, you're one of the people obviously responsible to get this message out about mm-hmm. Aliyah. Is it a difficult message at this time to get out? Uh, you know, we we're so intertwined with this whole philosophy and are so appreciative. Of when Nefesh Benefesh does, are there still so many out there that have not yet gotten this message? The message of Aliyah? The message of Aliyah and how easy Nefesh Benefesh makes it for everybody and what they can accomplish if they move to Israel? I think after 13 years, you know, we're celebrating our Bar Mitzvah year this year, right. we, we've pretty much gotten it down to a system that, you know, every, people know that Nefesh Benefesh is Aliyah from North America. Um, I think our next goal is getting it out to the Israeli, you know, to the Israeli public a what little do you bit mean more. By that? That they should realize what you're doing in order to, to get recon- their country. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is, is we, we what we like to do is we like telling the story of you know highlighting different stories so that people know you know Olim or who built the country 60 odd years ago, and we're still building the country, making it stronger through Aliyah. It's amazing that that message has to be given to people living in Israel. But I guess you're right. Is we want to get it out there. You know, people. Right. people we have realize. reporters that it's the first time on the plane. And, and they just, they're like, you know, okay, we'll make Aliyah. They, they really think they know what Aliyah is all about. And they just get teary-eyed. The toughest reporters that I've, that I've dealt with, you know, the big top reporters, Israeli reporters. The ones who everyone thinks don't like anybody. Exactly. <laughs> and they just start bawling like babies. They start tearing up and like, what I can't you, what believe What did you learn from the press corps on today's flight? Anything special? Is there any message that you got from any of those members, especially from the Israeli press that surprised you? Nothing specific, just everybody, every single time, like, you know, I never expected it to be so much. They, we, they were walking, you know, they were in Manhattan, and they were visiting family, and they did their shop, whatever it was. And, like, why do people want to make Aliyah? They're cynical. Why would anybody want to make Aliyah? Leave the life, living in the Big Apple, right, to make Aliyah. And, and then they came to me after the ceremony, like, now I get it. They understand. Now it. I get it. So we always talk about seeing things as opposed to just hearing about it and reading about it. Obviously, that's uh, one of the things that uh, you've seen the... The press really gained from was an eyewitness account of what happened, 100%. and that means from the procedure on the plane to watching the incredible celebration to speaking to people who are doing all this, like we're doing today. Speaking to we just spoke to the Shapiro's from Muncie, and like the message oh, they have they, a crazy they, that's I, an, that's a great story. You the say Shapiros. that again, and, that, that, and the message that they have to everybody out there is like you know, hey, we decided it's time. You know, right. we're not waiting any longer, and we've got to be here. Where the Jewish people belong. Anyway, uh, information about everything having to do with Nefesh Benefesh, nbn.org.il, 866-4-ALIYAH. Any other message you want to tell our audience in terms of the Nefesh Benefesh message? Just whenever you start thinking about Aliyah, give us a call. We're there. We'll walk you through the steps and bring you home. It's as simple as that. We will bring you home. Tani, a pleasure working with you. Thank Always you a so pleasure. much. Thank Tani you. Tani Kramer, everybody. He is the Associate Manager, PR and Communications for Nefesh Benefesh.
and has uh, really made this such a an incredibly fun and productive experience as we do this now. Thank God, year after year, and I thank him very, very much. We'll go to Rabbi Goldwasser in a moment, and of course our LL show for blowing, and we will be joined by the founding directors of Nefesh Benefesh. I want to thank Miriam Wallach. She has been getting us guests and producing this show and in competition with everybody who was on that stage earlier. Boy, oh boy, a lot of people in demand from this Nefesh Benefesh group today. Baruch Hashem. Kudos to you. Oh, thank you. That is very nice. And um, all these messages, I'll tell you, all these messages about Aliyah. Yeah. The Shapiros, by the way. Yeah, the Shapiros got me, boy. That was a good get. They certainly and got Sam me. And Sam Cohn, my heart is here. I know. Who says that at 18? I know, I know. <laughs> Sam Cohn says story. that at 18. <laughs> He's just walking by us. It's a story with these, it's with amazing. these American parents and these Shiva Day school movements. That's right. And other, and, other aspe- and other parts of the community as well. We've had other Olim on who have said that they're... Love of Israel started in started in school. Right, and we should note, uh, and we've said this many times in this forum, um, many people from the non-Orthodox world. In mm-hmm. fact, you, you would be this audience. Many people in this audience, especially everybody, would really appreciate the way um, uh, many children and many youngsters in, in the non-Orthodox segment of our society are brought up, and the way their parents are always focused on Israel, which is incredible. Right. And uh, on the other end of the spectrum, you'll be surprised that there are many people who never in their lives, I guarantee you, in their religious education were ever told. Uh, okay, there are, people who, there are people out there who are going to think this is an unfair statement, so I'll be careful how I say it. There are many people in, this, in our audience, there are many people who, who made Aliyah um, who were never enthusiastically encouraged to look at uh, living in Israel as a mitzvah, as something that every Jewish family should aspire to, etc., etc., and they themselves also came up with this notion of heading to the land of Israel and the state of Israel as soon as possible. So call a vote to everybody uh, right and left in our community. There are also, by the way, a number of families that I spoke to on the plane, I spoke to, I should say, before the flight, who couldn't make Aliyah as a complete family. Right. And that's something to mention also. Good point. That there were two families who have kids who are still in school in the States. One who has to finish YU, one who has to finish something else, and the rest of the family made Aliyah as well. And both mothers told me that they are completely heartbroken, that it was painful for them to leave their kid but they, the goal is to bring that child over. But right. still, you know, people who are waiting for the perfect time, sometimes you make the time happen, and then everything else falls into place. Yeah, all of a sudden we're big shots when it comes to, and I don't mean you, I'm talking about myself as well. We're big shots when it comes to the message of Aliyah. Uh, right. I, tell you. I hope we've inspired some people. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We're going to be continuing with our series on Chinuch Habonim, education. The altar of Kelm used to interpret the Pasuk, Chanoich Pidarkoi, that even when a person gets older and he has no one to educate him, he should continue to be Mechanech himself. He should give himself Musar. The Gemara in Ksubis tells us about Yoshafat HaMelech. When the Melech used to see a Tamun Chacham, he would stand up from his throne, he would hug him and kiss him. He would call him Rebbe, Rebbe, Murray, Murray. We see from this that even when he was older and had already had the honor of the kingdom, 
With all of this, he was still mechabed tamidei chachomim. He gave honor to Torah scholars. We don't find there was another person giving him musr. We must say, therefore, that he gave himself musr all of his days. In the Shailas and Shuvas Chaim Shal, it says that we learn from here that if a person would be sitting holding the Sefer Torah and his Rebbe would walk in front of him, if there's no place to rest the Sefer, a person would have to stand, even if it means that the Sefer Torah will also stand. Where do we see this from? From Yehoshaphat HaMelech. We know that HaMelech has a Sefer Torah continually in his hand. Yet, we see that he stood up for the Tamur Chacham. Hagon Rav Shalom Shvadron was a Mashkiach in Yeshiva Tiferes Tzvi. The Yeshiva once had the great privilege that the Zakan Bal Musar, Hagon Rav Elia Lopian, came to visit. He gave a shear for the Bochrim of the Yeshiva. Just as Rav Lopian was about to open the door to leave, Rav Shvadron lay down on the floor. The Talmidim didn't know what was going on. Rav Shvadron should do such a thing. After the great Goin left, Rav Shvadron went to the Bim and said, I will explain to you my actions. Chazal tell us, Peve Mizabek Ba'afraglayim, in the dust of their feet. It's not metaphorical. It's not allegorical. It is real Torah Chinuch. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning. Good morning. Chauffeur blowing here at JM and the AM. A little bit even more meaningful because somebody actually blew a chauffeur on the plane. Did you hear that? Someone actually blew a chauffeur on the plane. No, someone blew a chauffeur on the plane during Shachris this morning. That was the first thing. You probably didn't hear it, but I heard it. Okay, well. At the very front. No, I just thought it was funny that, you know, I I thought like the pilots would go (laughs) nuts. Oh, well, I have a picture of somebody blowing chauffeur as they're walking off. Yeah, that's cool. Same guy, by the way. Same guy. Oh, really? Who blew the chauffeur on the plane. So even more meaningful because, um, you know, chauffeur blowing, when you hear it here, it's a it's a blast of celebration that's going on as everyone's coming off the plane and enjoying this incredible uh, arrival here in Israel. I mean. Which is so un- incredible and so amazing. And um, what can I tell you? That's the Elul chauffeur blowing, which we try to do every Sunday through Friday as part of our JM and the AM presentation. We will speak with the founders of Nefesh Benefesh coming up. If you keep it right here at JM in the AM. Thank <laughs> you. 
We are here with the uh, heroes of Nefesh Benefesh, of course, and they are the founders of Nefesh Benefesh. I refer to uh, Tony Gelbart and uh, Rabbi Yahushua Fass. They have been with us many times before, and I start by saying Mazal Tov, gentlemen. Flight number 54 has arrived. Congratulations. It must be an amazing feeling. You are so excited. So well, beautiful to say. Why not? 54 flights, 45,000 Olim, and I had the... Uh, the opportunity to be here for a couple of these incredible experiences. Why wouldn't I be celebrating? Let me tell you. It's an amazing experience, and I say mazal tov to both of you. Thank you. Um, one of the things we learned today, Tony Gelbart, is that uh, some of these Nefesh Nefesh flights, maybe all of them, are actually sponsorable. They're actually families or couples yes. or individuals who Absolutely. may want to take up the challenge or the uh, gift or the opportunity to actually sponsor a flight. In today's case, I'm told it's the clients of Englewood, New Jersey, who get the uh, credit. Yeah, it's amazing that, uh, you know, people step up to the plate because they see something special. And, you know, as much as we describe it to them and as much as we tell them what good their dollar is going to do, it, it's no, it's undescribable. You have to look at it. They, uh, the clients came off the plane and said, listen, you, you haven't seen anything yet. You know, the, the ceremony out of JFK was wonderful. I said, you haven't seen anything yet. So when he just left the, uh, airport terminal there, he looked at me and goes, no, oh, you're right. This is amazing. An exhilarating I mean, It's experience. unbelievable. You, you saw. And every one of these 54 flights is different. Yeah, that's true. Every one of them is different. The circumstances always seem to be different. And today's was simply remarkable. So anybody out there who, in fact, wants to take on this challenge and, you know, feels that they themselves want to have their names splashed beautifully on the side of an El Al jet underneath all the Nefesh Benefesh and the appropriate logos, they can have that done. Absolutely. And At they, a relatively reasonable price as well. Yeah, but you know what? That <laughs> At a listen, relatively reasonable price. I think fast. it's cheap. What relatively exactly. reasonable? It's That's cheap. It's dirt cheap. I'm I'm I'll tell you what. You, you're responsible for the Aliyah of hundreds of people who are living in Israel and flourishing and building, and that's your schut? Come on. It's dirt cheap. It is incredible. All right, uh, Rabbi Fass, there are families that arrived today, but the complete family may not necessarily have made Aliyah. Explain to our audience why that might be an option. Well, just just because the entire family can't at the same time make Aliyah, whether it's a school decision, employment decision, etc., why nonetheless the system works and there are many of those types of families on the plane today? Well, to have a successful Aliyah, you have to make sure that the timing is correct. And uh, sometimes the timing is perfect for 90% of the family, but might not be right for a couple of individuals. So it's called split aliyah, whereas uh, one spouse might not declare aliyah because they're usually retaining a position which precludes them from having that that status in another country. Or a child 17 years old and turning 18, and by their parents making aliyah, it forces a decision on their kid vis-a-vis army and university. And so sometimes families decide that it's great for a majority of the family members, but others will follow. And it may seem obvious to us, but there are probably people listening who never considered that, who never thought, oh, I don't have to take the entire family. We could do it in a way that, you know, accommodates everybody in their needs. You know. Who knows? Who knows is right. Uh, we mentioned earlier that 183 communities in Israel are now represented by people who have moved to Israel with Nefesh Benefesh. And I think... That that is one of the great, look, Nefesh Benefesh has done a lot of great things. But I think one of the factors of your success is that you really opened up the options for people. And they didn't think, all right, there's two or three communities I can move to. None of them really appealed to me, so I'm not going to head to Israel. You have matched people up with, again, uh, over 180 communities that they, you know, one of which at least, they felt this is right for our family. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's 
it's great for the country and it's great for the olim that uh, that people are not just migrating to one or two communities or core communities. I think Israel will benefit by having Anglo olim incorporated in all the communities, and I think they themselves will will feel emboldened and strengthened and and also better absorbed right. in in communities. And it's it's fantastic to literally go. From Moshav to Yishuv to Ir, from around the country when you're traveling and you always meet a Nefesh Ola. I also, I actually, one of the ideas that we wanted to do was to do a, take some of the staff and do like a bike ride almost from, and have the Olim from each community join us and have a cool video of just from north down to Eilat, of just having everyone join, the kids join as we go from community to community. And just have thousands of people just either running together or walking slowly <laughs> or, <laughs> or bike riding. Huh? Could you give me an example? You would be shocked that there's a Nefesh Nefesh American Olet where? Give me one example of a community. I was in this place uh, last week in a place, Moshav Netua. You never know. Basically, you pass the border and you pass like Hezbollah and you make a left. Um, uh, <laughs> so it's, it's literally on the border. <laughs> and uh, and I went to this Sephardi Shul and Mincha. I was vacationing with the kids for two days, and all of a sudden I get a big bear hug from the back, and it was like Nefesh 2006. I was like emotional <laughs> too. Yeah, so uh, I, I was it. I was blown away. By what it. about today? Is there anybody heading to an obscure place today? I'm sure they are directly from the plane. That that's already old hat, huh? No big deal. No, at this it's, point. it's it's they're not obscure places anymore. The country's not that big, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, but true. it's. We're by Josh Fast, Tony Gelbart with us. Now, we've mentioned a million times, and we don't have to go through the story right now, but how the two of you, you know, I'll say approached each other. I know there was, you know, I'm sure one approached the other, and you came up with this amazing idea down in Florida many, many years ago. Uh, what happens now at your get-togethers, Tony? Do you think, you know, what's our next step? What does the future bring? I mean, you're doing amazing work. You can't really, I can't imagine that there's stuff to add or, or things to pursue that haven't been pursued to this point. What happens now when you and Rabbi Fez brainstorm together on this issue? Wow. <laughs> I'm, asking, well, I'm not going to so, reveal secrets. I'm well, for secrets yeah, but. look, you know, I can just assure you there are many more things to come. But you know what? Like I said, 54 flights, 54 different experiences, but we have some very interesting things coming up. And uh, the way that we took the approach of Aliyah, we're going to take the approach with other things as well. Interesting. Boy, yeah. that was so t- very dramatic. Well, very you, dramatic. Know, and, it, 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 you know, if we tell you everything, right. you won't. I understand that, yeah. but people should realize, just like, uh, again, what was it, 15 years ago, the dream? 13, Sorry. yeah. 30, yeah, but 13. No, 14. 14, 14 yeah. Just like 14 years ago, right. you know, you're coming to each other with these dreams and, you know, thinking about obscure things that you're eventually able to make happen. Right. Is that, st- people want to know, is that still happening? Are the two of you still thinking about Oh, absolutely. Things absolutely. That you're On the constantly. plane coming here, is it, you can't sleep. What are you sleeping for? No, he wasn't trying to, I wouldn't <laughs> let him nod off. I wouldn't let him drink anything. I said, listen, we got to talk. I would we, think it would be hard talk. to maintain that type of momentum, especially when you see the success that's already behind you. Well, two things. You don't know Tony. <laughs> Tony doesn't sleep, so Tony's constantly thinking of ideas, and I'm trying to always catch up. Um, second of all is that we've been really lucky to be in this position for the last 13 years, and we've been have uh, had a bird's-eye view and a very nuanced view of what Jewish communities here in Israel need and also diaspora-Israel relations and and we've been asked, and certain incredible projects have come to our table. And once we want to try to see how we can expand, obviously, uh, a horizontal articulated growth for Nefesh, 
but also take that approach that we took to Aliyah, as Tony said, to other critical issues that are that the Jewish community requires. You always give a special message before everyone leaves from JFK, and, you know, again, especially with like last summer still in our minds, every message is different. Uh, what about the soldiers? Do they get the same message each time? Is there one thing you tell the soldiers, the lone soldiers who are coming to join the army every time they come with you as a group with Nevis Nevis? No, just stay safe. Simple as that. Yeah, that's that. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't wish for anything more for them. Yeah, and we're just sure. so inspired by their idealism and just, you just want them all to do their service and be fulfilled in their service and to feel moved by their service and that they stay here in Israel afterwards because they can be incredible leaders for the Jewish people if they stay here and continue that momentum, and that just they stay safe. We said Mazal Tov earlier to a lot of people who stopped by. Uh, obviously, we say Mazal Tov to you, but someone commented it's really Mazal Tov to Am Yisrael. Wow. And I think that sums it up, right? The whole Jewish Absolutely. nation is celebrating today having this flight arrive in Israel. Yeah, this is the good news. This is the good news. I mean, we all read bad news, and this is happening, and, you know, it's terrible, and this, that, you know. But here, this is the good news. This is on the front page of the papers, and it's the good news. Baruch Hashem. An honor for us to be part of this journey, and I thank both of you for that. Thank, thank you, you for thank you so much. sharing it with us. I appreciate that. And uh, continue onward. All we can do is continue to encourage your incredible work Amen. on behalf thank of you. the future of the Jewish people. Rabbi Yoshua Fast, Tony Gelbart, they are the founders of Nefesh B'Nefesh. An appropriate time to remind everybody, if you've been inspired by anything we've said so far this morning, it's 8664-ALIYAH, 8664-ALIYAH, and of course, nbn.org.il. NBN.org.il. You're listening to JN in the AM.
Effie Green and America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Want to welcome those tuned in on the NSN app as they enjoy clear, crystal clear programming on the Nahum Single Network app. We'll thank all the people that uh, helped us with this trip a little later on this hour, and we thank all those who have gone ahead and uh, helped us with another journey to Israel. Yael Katzman is here. She's Director of Communications for Nefesh Benefesh. I mentioned earlier on the air how incredible her staff has been for us, how we are on the same wavelength in terms of this incredible message. And um, Yael Katzman, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Your staff on the plane works very hard. Are you aware of that? Oh, yeah. Very, very hard. <laughs> and there are people running around and giving out items and making families and kids feel great and making the whole plane experience of Aliyah something memorable that they'll never forget. Plus, of course, your people in the PR department who are busy speaking to members of the media and dealing with questions and uh, and different things that come up. So there you have it. <laughs> Very hardworking people on the flight. Thank you. It's, um, it's a true privilege, though, to be able to uh, help make the dreams come alive and work behind the scenes. How many of these 54 flights have you been involved with? About 53. Have you literally missed only one? I missed the first one. That's it. That is it. What happened when you <laughs> showed up after the first one, ready for the second, and heard stories about the first? What, what were they telling you about the first that got you ready to take on the second? Well, the first one was historic, and we never thought we'd be able to duplicate the excitement and the incredible interest uh, that we found when the second one arrived, and we tried really hard, and then the third one came, and the fourth one, and it was just getting more and more exciting. And people say all the time, what are, what are people looking at? What are they finding in Aliyah? And um, it's amazing. I wake up in the morning, come to the airport at 4 o'clock, and it's like, wow, there are 1,000 people waiting here. There are journalists calling, emailing. You are um, you're, you're, you're t- you're touching on such an important point. There are so many people that felt that this whole thing would peter out. There's right. so many people who felt, mm-hmm. you know, they've got five or ten flights worth and this very enthusiastic, you know, right right out of the box, you know, interest by a certain number of people in America, in the United States and North America in general to do this. It's going to peter out. It's not going to be able to last. And, of course, you've seen the exact opposite. Exactly. That's, what, that's when I think it's nothing short of a miracle. We work really hard. Um, I think we do a lot of the right things um, for the industry and for getting people out. But the truth is that um, there's something energetic about it. There's something that's infusing, infusing. People here on the ground are excited to hear that people are coming, and they come out in the droves at 6 o'clock in the morning in order to greet you know their new um, their new neighbors and their new their new uh, relatives. It's just unbelievable. How did this crowd of welcomers compare to other crowds in past years? Today today's was incredible. There were we were packed solid. Um, I had people calling me for the last two days to get in. <laughs> oh, do you cap it off at some point? Yeah, we had to close registration wow. about 24 hours ago. To a point where they literally just can't get. Yeah, we have a waiting list. Um, and the waiting list grows and grows, and we try to uh, expand as much as possible. But, uh, yeah, and look, last year was incredible because we had the, uh, we had protect, you know, operation of protective yeah. itch. 
So that was extremely intense. And I think a lot of people also missed their opportunity to come out and welcome the Olim. And a lot of them are um, catching up for it this summer. Yal Katzman is yeah. with us, and uh, we discussed Nefesh Benefesh. Don't forget nbn.org.il and 866-4-ALIYAH. Um, a lot of people like the uh, face-to-face meetings, the treatment they get when your staff's in the United States. Any big plans coming up for the future in the U.S.? Yeah, the truth is we're planning our fall programming right as we speak. Um, as soon as the Chagim are over after Sukkot, we're going to start um, in full flare um, going across the U.S. and Canada and the UK, um, with seminars, personal meetings, events, November time, we're going to be going, um, to many different cities, March, we're planning our big mega. So yeah, we're constantly busy. Is there a way, and uh, it's, this always seems to me to be an unfair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, uh, direct results from the mega event. I mean, are there people who walk in there for the first time, that's literally the day they start their Aliyah process? So in general, most of the people that come to the, the bigger events, um, are coming for informative purposes and to continue the planning that they've already started. However, there are there are quite a few people that come that are just exploring their options, um, get blown away, receive information, have their trigger moment, and we'll come out of there and say, okay, I'm ready to start the process. Right, and that's uh, yeah. often without the knowledge of their parents. Or, not that we're encouraging this, but it's often <laughs> without the knowledge of, of other people in their lives. We had a great story a few years ago. We had two brothers. Yeah. That met up. I think it was in New Jersey, and they both had no idea about the other one's official plans to make Aliyah. And the one said to the other, "Hey, you can't tell mom and dad that you saw me here." And it was incredible. It was like a it was like a secret in the family. Oh my god! So they did it together. Yeah. Amazing. Um, the inquiries from around the country, and you mentioned and you alluded to this earlier, how. The work of Nefesh Nefesh is brilliantly done across the board, and we keep emphasizing this. If people in this audience think it's only Orthodox people or only right. you know people of a certain background, you really reach out to everybody uh, across the board. When it comes to the Israeli army, we see that as well. We see people from all different backgrounds who feel that they just have the, the need, the want, the desire, the mission, the goal, the dream to serve in the Israeli army, and they use Nefesh Nefesh to get to Israel for that purpose. And here again on this flight, over 50 of okay. these Olim Matzahal. I love that T-shirt, Olim Matzahal. Mm-hmm. We're actually making Aliyah to the Israeli army. <laughs> uh, and you keep hearing from more and more youth right. in the United States about all this and, and being part of it, which is, must be incredible. Yes, it's very inspirational. We actually ha- would have had more soldiers on the plane um, had the plane been able to contain more Olim. Um, we had an L.A. flight uh, about a week or two ago that had a, a bunch more of um, young Olim that are going to be drafting into the army. There, there are hundreds coming this year, and we're just overwhelmed by their Zionism. We have been emphasizing that these are charter flights and obviously the highlight of the summer and the way the highlight of the year. Do group flights have people welcoming them here? The group flights are slightly different only because we don't have access to the inside of the terminal. But oh, they have. Point. we have groups um, that come. We have a waiting list for groups to greet the, uh. the, the new Olim that come on group flights. Exactly. That come on group flights, and they wait for them outside the terminal. Singing, dancing. Yeah. Yael <laughs> Katzman, she's director of PR and communications, Nefesh Benefesh. You could uh, you could speak with anybody at the Nefesh Benefesh office, nbn.org.il or 8664-Aliyah. Mazal tov to you, and as we keep saying, because I think it was one of your staff members who mentioned it earlier, today it's mazal tov to Am Yisrael on this incredible yes. accomplishment. Mazal tov to everyone. Us. Thank you. There's Yael Katzman, everybody. 53 out of 54 flights she's had something to do with. Could you imagine? 53 
out of 54. More coming up. You are listening to a Tuesday morning from Ben Gurion Airport with Nefesh Ben Nefesh at JMBA. <laughs> Tova, tova, 
me take an opportunity to wish a mazel tov to uh, the freed mishpacha. Um, uh, Tzivia and Avramel and everybody, the uh, wedding they made last uh, Thursday night. Uh, and, of course, that's Yerushalayim here at JM in the AM. All right, we're going to try to uh, access the couple of interviews that we had on the plane. This was literally as the plane was traveling from New York to Ben-Gurion Airport. First, we spoke with Shaul Ringler, who many of you are familiar with. He is an Orthodox Jewish pilot, most recently with U.S. Air, and uh, a very a very uh, fun personality. We spent Pesach with him a few years back. Do we have those interviews? Or yeah, you? the only problem is they're not labeled. Ah, so this would be, is there any label at all? Of any type? Does it have an amount of time on it? The first one and the second one. Lower the number is the first one. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go with the lower number. That should be his interview. Here we go. Here it is. It's loading. Oh, there you go. Meanwhile, I'll take this opportunity to thank our friends at Travel Cell. Okay, we're on the Nefesh Benefesh plane, and our old friend Shaul Ringler is here. Many of you remember a couple of years ago when we met him that we introduced him as one of the only Orthodox Jewish members of the uh, Commercial Pilots Association. What would you want to call it? Um, there are Jewish pilots in the industry. I know in, in my airline, U.S. Airways, now becoming American Airlines, there are at least 20 pilots that I know that work with me. There are others. There is another religious pilot working for Delta that I know. Uh, I would say about there's about a hundred Jewish pilots at U.S. Air American Airlines. Pretty amazing. Is it a good career? It's a good career. Uh, if I think back to when I started the career, and my mother should live and be well, she said to me. What kind of a career will you have? You'll be out of a suitcase for the rest of your life. What kind of family life will you have? And at the time, I remember pointing to, pointing to an article and showing her, Ma, look at this. Doctors and pilots have the most time off. So it's been a good career. There's been ups and downs as far as uh, the company going bankrupt and the uh, management uh, taking away the pilot pension fund. But all in all, we came back. They allowed the pilots to work until 65 from 60. You used to be have to retire at 60. And then they allowed you to go to 65. And now there's rumors because the Canadians went to 67 and the uh Japanese went to 67. There's rumors that in the United States, because of the shortage of pilots, because nobody wants to enter the industry and go to work for $25,000 a year after they invested about, today, about 50000 into becoming a professional pilot. So your career may not be over yet. I really think that 37 years for the airline, January the 6th, and 43 years of flying airplanes totally uh, is if they go to 67 I may stay but I have in mind to go and work the land in Israel maybe grow grapes and the seven minim that I've always wanted to do at retirement sounds like a, a good vocation uh, you and your wife are on this flight what made you uh, finally call Nefesh Benefesh and make this arrangement well, on my first date with my wife, 
a condition to the relationship was that eventually we would go back to the land where we belong. And she was into it because she went to uh, college, the first year of college, she went to Barilan, and she has in her family many, many cousins, aunts and uncle that have made Aliyah. So we we talked about it for the last 15 years of our marriage and we decided that this was a good time because of our daughter graduating ninth grade you're not used to this end of the airplane right beg your pardon you're not used to this end of the airplane uh, I come back to say hi to the flight attendants occasionally and I notice the galley here is the same size as the Airbus I've been flying the Airbus 330 which is a comparable airplane to the triple seven uh except it's a little bit cheaper like i know my company wanted to buy these but at the time they were like 220 million dollars and mr stephen wolf at the time was the ceo he bought the airbuses for 125 million dollars got himself a bargain uh where are you heading straight from the flight where are you going to be stopping first in israel we're going to our apartment which is empty in ranana and then uh, we'll probably be doing some touring. Uh, school starts for my daughter Rebecca on the 1st of September. So that's why we have come a little bit early to try to adjust, make sure that we have everything that we need. Our lift will be coming, be arriving on the 26th to Ashdod, and hopefully we'll have it within a few days. Shaul Ringler, Mazal Tov to you. I have a feeling we'll be speaking more down the road. Mazal Tov. Thank you. And anytime you need me, I'll be there. In fact, my brother-in-law, Heshi, said to me, you should tell him about your incident uh, September the 11th and also about your incident where you took the first airplane out of Tel Aviv when uh, Operation uh, Iron Dome was in force we went in there and out of their first American airline out of United Delta and US Air. When we speak about your book, we're going to get to those stories. Sadaraban Mazaltov. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to see you. I wish you all well, and a healthy new year. All good things. Thank you. And I think he really is writing a book, by the way, about his experiences in that unique industry. 23 minutes after 8 o'clock, it's Tuesday, it's JM in the AM. Those of you who have uh, access to our website, go to NahumSiegel.com. You can watch all the proceedings all through the morning. Don't forget that Nefesh Benefesh will have the archive of their webcast of this incredible celebration that we just we just had the honor of being at. Uh, they'll have that on their website at nbn.org.il. <clears throat> and uh, everybody is invited to uh, watch it. Whenever they wish. I want to thank our friends at Travel Cell who are keeping us connected back to the United States, which has become a tradition for us in the last couple of years. And we thank them very much for that. I want to thank uh, Alex Herman, everybody at the Inbal Hotel. They again are our, our, our base in Jerusalem. Traveler's Choice, extremely helpful, as Miriam Wallach mentioned earlier, in planning our journey. I want to thank our very own Jamie Turkel of NSN. For all of our hard work, especially in the area of social media, go to the Nahum Siegel Network Facebook update page and all of our social media sources to catch up on everything that's been happening over the last few hours. A big shout-out to uh, Matis Weingast, who has been uh, monitoring our program, not just through JM and the AM, but, of course, watching us get off the plane um, through the Nefesh Nefesh webcast that he was uh, that he was watching. 
A big thank you to PC Guy, who's doing our engineering here under the direction, of course, of our chief engineer, ZK. PC Guy has uh, made a career of being not only an engineer, but working in other areas of electronics and technology in the state of Israel, something he'll explain to us when he visits us in a few days back in Jersey City, New Jersey, which we look forward to. And to stand in our studio, big thank you as well. Plus, a special shout-out to our friends at OnlySimplas.com, who have expanded way beyond just Simcha News recently and have become an incredible news source for really a, a variety of special news items in the Jewish world. And I have a feeling that our journey to Israel is going to make it into uh, their news uh, rotation over the next couple of days. And I thank OnlySimplas.com. I remind everybody that we will tomorrow be broadcasting from the um, Efrat Medical Center. Our friends of One Israel Fund and Atarat Khanim are going to be joining with us in that very special show. That happens uh, tomorrow on Wednesday's JM in the AM. And then on Wednesday, we're going to be up at the Carmel Winery in advance of Rosh Hashanah, reminding everybody to purchase Israeli wines prior to the holiday. A uh, very special message, an important message for this audience. And we'll be up uh, guests of Carmel, a show that will air... Help me out, Miriam Wallach. Is that Thursday? Will that air Thursday at Carmel Show? That will air Thursday, 1 p- uh, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Thursday, live lunch slot. You'll see and hear the Carmel Winery visit. More coming up. We're live with Nefesh Benefesh in Ben Gurion Airport. This is JM at the AM. Shama, 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 Shama,
Today's flight from Nefesh Benefesh, dedicated by uh, Ben and Batya Klein, Englewood, New Jersey, and uh, it brought a total, what was the official total, 232? No. 234? 232, according to the press release. I think it ended up being a drop more, right? It ended up being closer to 240. Uh, Olim from the United States, from North America, I should say, uh, to Israel. Earlier today, on the flight, we had an opportunity to speak with Eitan Holzer, Eitan Holzer of Queens is among the Olim. Here are some of the comments he had with us earlier today on the actual Nefesh Benefesh flight here at JM in the AM. We We're speaking with Eitan Holzer, who's here, and Eitan Holzer is not flying alone. He has his wife and six children, <laughs> part of a very noisy, thank God, Nefesh Benefesh flight. Eitan, mazal tov to you on your aliyah. Thank you. Thank you very much. How long ago did you make this decision with your wife? Um, you know, we've really wanted to do this since... Um, I mean, I wanted to do this since I was little. Since we got married, this was something that we wanted to do. Um, it really gelled in the last year. What is the age range of your children? My oldest is 13, and uh, my youngest is 10 months. How would you describe their level of enthusiasm? Um, all very enthusiastic, thank God. Even the older ones are very positive about it? Even the oldest ones. And my wife, it's a credit to her that she found them pen pals, and she found a way to get them all excited. Uh, thank God. Well, that's fantastic. I'm sure everybody in Queens is uh, very proud of you and your decision. Where are you going to be heading in Israel? Where are you going to be going your first stop? Um, our first stop, we're, we're going straight to Kibbutz Lavi just um, for a couple of days, and then we're, we're heading to Scheinfeld neighborhood of Beit Shemesh. Very nice. I hear it's great there. Mazal Tov to you, and thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. One of the uh, Olim, in this case, uh, Eitan Holzer of Queens, moving with his family to the Holy Land, and very excited about his new neighborhood in Beit Shemesh. Uh, one of the things we mentioned earlier is that Nefesh Benefesh has been really helping people get to all the different areas of Israel they want to get to. Uh, 183 communities represented at this point, and you can be among those who moves to wherever you'd like to go in the state of Israel. Just contact Nefesh Benefesh. It's um, 8664 Aliyah, 8664 Aliyah, and you can go to their website at nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. More coming up from the Ben Gurion Airport, Nefesh Benefesh celebration here at JM and the AM on this Tuesday. This comes from Avi Miller.
Avi Miller out of Israel with Nishama here at JM in the AM. Well, we are uh, we're in Israel, and we're on day one of a two-day journey. Tomorrow we'll be at the Efrat Medical Center with our friends from One Israel Fund and Ateret Kohanim before we head up to the Carmel Winery. Um, quarter before 9 o'clock, our final guest of this amazing Nefesh Benefesh journey, and we've had an incredible uh, lineup of, of guests so far today, Ilan Katz. Ilan is from North Woodmere. And Ilan is a very recent Ole. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank How you for recently me. did you become an Ole? About, I don't know, it's been a long morning, but about three hours or so. About three hours ago, you became a new resident of the state of Israel. When did this journey begin for you? When did you first think that you wanted to live here in the Holy Land? Well, my parents actually made Aliyah about five years ago, but it wasn't, it wasn't in the sights for me. And about a year ago, I spent the year in Israel. Uh, and like it became concrete. This is where I want to be for the rest of my life. This is it. Was the process difficult? Um, uh, internally, yeah, but the process of making it, yeah, not as bad as I thought. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. Years ago, people didn't say that, you know. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't. You young people <laughs> don't know this, do you? Years ago, it was very difficult, and it seemed almost impossible, frankly, to some people. They miraculously made it to the state of Israel. Uh, but now, Baruch Hashem, because of a group called Nefesh Benefesh that has changed. What was the plane ride like for you? It was very exciting. I mean, there's the usual crowd that you get on an LL flight, a lot of diversity. But, but everyone's happy to be there. Everyone's excited. It seems like even the flight attendants are in a good mood. Um, just really exciting. Just like a very good vibe going on. Not a lot of sleeping. <laughs> but... Sure. But you have a broadcast really cool. background, right? I do, yeah. Our friends at Max Live. Yeah. I'm proud to say that we at JM&M had a little to do with the beginning of Max Live. And I've what, heard. Yeah, what years did you uh, work for them up there? Oh, um, 2011, 2014. Fun experience? Amazing. Sarachek's incredible, right? Yeah, best best experience of my time at YU. It is an amazing tournament. Where are you going to be living in Israel? I'm going to be living in Beit Shemesh. Very nice. And what are you going to be doing here? Have you decided on a career path yet? I have not decided on a career path. To begin with, I'll, I'll be working as a madrich at a yeshiva. Very nice. And I'm sure family and friends have been very supportive. Yeah, thank God. Thank God, really supportive. I'm very lucky. What was this process like upstairs when it was time to uh, get all your documentation done and all this, uh, you know, the, the different procedures taken care of? Did it go smoothly? Yeah, it was, it was uh, a lot of waiting. Um, and not a lot of air conditioning, <laughs> but, um, that we can't do much about. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but, but it was fine. Comfortable chairs, good food, and, um, just like meeting new people, everyone who's in the same boat as you are. Um, it was good. It You're going really to be nice. in Beit Shemesh. You know what the temperature today is in Beit Shemesh? Do I want to know? What's the temperature today? It's over 100 degrees, right? It's got to be, right? Awesome. If Yerushalayim yesterday was 102, Beit Shemesh has to be higher than that. Am I right or wrong? Is that a myth that Beit Shemesh is always higher than Yerushalayim? I hope you like the hot weather is my point, Mr. Klein. I mean, Mr. Katz, <laughs> rather. I hope you like the hot weather. Yeah. Well, I guess that's why you're going there. <laughs> Elon, many other reasons. Elon Katz from North Woodmere, everybody. Uh, mazal tov to you. Thank you so you're much. You're one of now 45,000 people that Nefesh Benefesh has brought to Israel. Wow. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, wow. It's amazing. You have a lot of very happy colleagues. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Mazal tov. We'll catch up with you at some point, see how you're doing. You're one of those 10-year veterans of Aliyah giving advice to all the youngins. We'll see how you're doing here in Israel. 
All right, JM in the AM, I thank everybody for tuning in as we continue with a very exciting program here from Ben Grion Airport. Nevish Benefesh has landed their 54th, that's right, their 54th Aliyah flight. You are invited to check out everything Nevish Benefesh has to offer, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. You could certainly go to uh, the website. Or call the number at 8664-ALIYAH. Again, that's 8664-ALIYAH. More coming up. Here's Benny Friedman at JM in the AM.
an appropriate way to wrap up a show dedicated to the movement of North American Jewry to the Holy Land with our friends in Nefesh B'Nefesh. Big thank you to Miriam L. Wallach produced a great show today as usual. And uh, thanks to all the people who made the first part of our journey to the Holy Land a great success, including, of course, the people in Nefesh B'Nefesh. Check out our video at NachumSingle.com. And information about Nevis Benevis, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il, and 8664-ALIYAH, 866 number 4, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite, America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. For the listeners, sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. And I welcome those of you who are tuned in on the NSN app and likely commenting at this point in the morning on the NSN app. It is much appreciated. Tomorrow we're back. We'll be at the Efrat Medical Center. You'll meet our friends from One Israel Fund and Ateret Koanim. Plus, we'll spend part of tomorrow at the Carmel Winery, which you'll hear Thursday during our live lunch segment on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big thank you to a PC guy here on the spot and, of course, to Stan in our studio. And as I mentioned, Miriam L. Wallach earlier for producing today's show. Tomorrow, we speak to you from Efrat, Israel. Tell the Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.